Okay, I'm recording. Let me just double check. I am definitely recording. Phone, phone battery is low. It's 11%. Let's see how that goes. I've got 34. Oh, on an iPhone, you'll be done before me, mate. So, shall we? Yep. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about a trip to the cinema. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Get ready. It's about to begin. Oh, f*** off. That, that guy. I mean, that that's yeah, probably that my biggest fun. gripe. Is it? One of them, yeah. His voice, yeah. The thing is, is he not a famous actor? He might be. Well, I think he's I'll, a famous actor. The famous actor is... Chris Overton. No. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. And then I, I will have put it... I'll have spliced it in. You'll be able to tell because there'll be... Uh, audible audio quality difference. So what have we got um, in store today? Have you missed us, by the way, at home? Oh, great. That's that's fantastic. I feel very loved. So today we're going to talk about a trip to the cinema, Ollie. You know why? Uh, because it's what we like doing or because it's gone to absolute, the absolute dump? People who've listened to the last few podcasts will know that I personally have been struggling real hard through the summer sunshine the good time vibes and and just pure temperature of this time of year to force myself to get into the cinema. Right. The pure temperature. Um, But there was an occasion where um, I was able to take one weekend where I was pretty much like not signed up to do anything to go and smash four films at the cinema in, you know, one weekend. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, what did you go to the a GP before you undertook that because that seems like quite the marathon. Did you have to train for it? Were you watching, you know, smaller videos? And oh, yes, I was, quite... I was making sure my eyes were on top form before I arrived. Okay, um, and bladder. Yeah, but yeah. So that that just made me think that along with uh, listening to another podcast or two about people and their gripes about going to the cinema, it got me thinking about talking on an episode about what a trip to the cinema entails okay all the different bits you know booking your ticket when you get there what you're gonna eat or drink what seat you're gonna be in you know all that different stuff what's the experience like when you're actually in the cinema what pisses you off about it and then actually what's great about going to the cinema that's better than just sitting watching your uh, streaming service at home yeah okay you're running your own streaming service from your uh, shed am I right (laughs) Uh, okay, and then so it's actually a guys on film classic episode. So that means we've got a seggy one, and this has actually come from a listener who filled out our survey that you can get to if you go to uh, Twitter and search for GOF Podcast, um, and you know have have a go on the survey because this suggestion has come from the survey, oh. and that's a going for gold style seggy one, like a quiz based on the old. 80s TV show uh, with Henry Kelly so that's, that's your second one and we've got a, a very brief live score and then we could have a really meaty 4x deep dive into a, a trip to the cinema um, and I just wanted to say as well that part of my impetus for doing this is is really to you know find out what's making the cinema a little infuriating at times and and what can we do to make it a bit better and if we get some good suggestions or if we have some good ideas then maybe we'll we'll take it to the man or the or the woman and we'll you know we'll see what we can get fixed for you how do you you intend to do that just uh 
I'll, I'll go to my local cinema and I'll I'll find the door that says private and because that's where the manager's going to be right they're going to they're not going to be out on the floor I'll knock on the door and I'll that's re- where the privates are going to be yeah so I'm going to request to speak to the manager and then I'll to the private give them the I'll, I'll give them what for okay that sounds good that's a guarantee from Oliver yeah okay shall we get on with it yeah Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. So, Ian, are you familiar with the game show Going for Gold? I'm less familiar than you'd, you'd think. Um, I think it's a tiny bit before my time. Yeah, well, it was uh, its its main run was between nineteen eighty seven and nineteen ninety six. So it was a it was a daytime, it was a daytime one. I was only eight years old when it kind of ended. Then it does say here. I think this is um, <laughs> a bad transcription. I just looked up going for gold. It says uh, star- starring Alex Kramer. Is that is that the host? No, Henry Kelly is the host. I think you're you're looking at something completely different. No, going for gold. It looks like a TV quiz show. Anyway, yeah. um, at the bottom. Oh yeah, presented by Henry Kelly or John Suchet. Yeah, was he Poirot? Um, BBC One or Channel Five? Uh, John Suchet, I think, is the brother of the Poirot guy. Okay, Poirot. Get Poirot's brother in. <laughs> Henry Kelly don't um, want to do it anymore. John Suchet used to do the news, I seem to remember. Um, But it says here, music composed by Hans Zimmer. What? (laughs) Do you want to know the the lyrics for the... Um, I think you maybe just posted them on Twitter. I have, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. So, going for gold. The heat is on. The time is right. It's time for you, for you to play your game. Because people are coming. What? Everyone's trying trying to be the best that they can when they're going for going for gold and over that you'd have like loads of people from like the the Netherlands and and Spain and all all over the Europe waving and smiling all grimacing at the uh, you know at the theme all over the Europe yeah so there we go. Anyway, you know it does. If if you do look up "Going for Gold" on Google, the little right hand side bar does have Hans Zimmer down as the person who composed the music. So well, there we go. I've learned something. <laughs> I think it's a mistake, but I mean, you can call that learning if you like. Okay, okay so so one of the things that the very first round you'd see people from all over Europe uh, trying to guess what Henry Kelly is explaining so he's explaining something like what, what am- he is so he's like what what am i i'm an Austri- austrian actor that uh came over to america sure. blah, blah, blah. so you you, you kind of get the get Agreed. the idea so he's, he's yeah so he's uh, explaining arnold there so the first person to buzz in go through to the next round okay okay are you, are you quite familiar with this now is it does it need any more explaining i'm familiar enough let's give I- it a bash are you ready and happy to play? As ready as I ever will be. Okay. Then, ladies and gentlemen, will you please follow me? And to the viewers at home, why don't you come too? That was one of the catchphrases. <laughs> why don't you come too? Yeah. Uh, so the first one, Lee, you're going to score a point if you guess it before I finish. Okay? Okay. Okay. So what am I? I'm a beverage enjoyed by moviegoers around the world. 
I come in small, regular, large or extra large size that needs a bespoke long cup. It's a colder beverage in the grand scheme of things and could give you slush. a head- You're a slush or a slushy. I'm a I'm a slushy. A slush puppy. Yeah, I'm a slush. I'm going to continue just so just so you can uh, hear how easy it gets and could give you a headache if consumed too vigorously. It comes in multiple flavors but is often enjoyed mixed. It needs to be consumed using a special straw. So there we go. There's that's it. I'm a slushy. What do you think to slushies, by the way? I can't say I've actually had one for quite a long time. Have you? Yeah, I had one not so long ago. It was a hot day down the park, and you know, just a cold can of pop wasn't going to cut it. I needed. Were you with the kids? Uh, I, I was on my own. <laughs> Fucking hell! Hold on. What's wrong with you, mate? <laughs> Look, I'm 38 at that, at that time, you know. That, I mean, that was like my midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's as far as it stoops. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, are you happy and ready to play? Yes, please. Okay. Who am I? I'm a director that originally got a break on a B-movie sequel and currently working on multiple big money projects, none of which is particularly desired by my fans or indeed anyone. I have a strong focus. Sorry, James Cameron. Correct. I got it. I got it after I've got my big break on B movies, but I thought I'd let you continue because you've yeah, obviously just, done the writing. You just wanted to really cement that in. I mean, I'm, I'm going to finish off my writing anyway because I'm, I mean, I don't, you know, write so much uh, dialogue and then just let it go to waste. So I have a strong focus on technological <coughs> advancements and making huge quantities of cash. I'm known as somewhat of a harsh leader and often enjoy trips in a very smelly vessel. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a callback in the last note there for uh, Guys on Film podcast aficionados. Yeah, okay. Um, you're so, familiar with the Farty Submersible on the 4X deep dives. So, I mean, I've, I've heard that James Cameron is actually pioneering a new technique. This is true, this is not banter. Uh, but he's pi- have you Galen heard, or have you just heard? I've Galen heard. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, I've heard that he <laughs> is going to be doing full motion capture underwater. So full, uh, full body motion capture underwater. What do you think about that? I think that motion capture actors underwater would be more awkward in their performance down there than CG. If I'm honest. I think I think they'll be flapping about inelegantly. Might look very realistic, but yeah. I can't imagine it looks very elegant. Just do it on a wire. Did one of your cats just have a big meow? That was Bruno. Bruno's come to say hello. Hi, Bruno. Uh, okay. Hi, Bruno. So the final question: <laughs> Are you happy and ready to play? I'm happy, and yes, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Where am I? Where? I'm a robust wooden structure, lovingly assembled by a man in his 30s. This structure houses all manner of interesting items and stands as a proud feature in a West Midlands garden. It has been assumed that this structure houses activities of a dubious nature, but this is unfounded. The raciest thing inside is actually a pair of green Wellington. You're inside Oliver's sex shed. I mean, it... You are kind of incorrect. You're incorrect, I'm afraid. 
Um, oh, it's your shed. It's all of my shed. It's, it's my shed. It, it isn't a sex shed. So. You should just wait until life scores this week because there's actually something more dubious I'm about to tell you. Okay. That's coming up in part two of this week's Guys on Film podcast. Um, so, Ian, you did really well. You got a three out of three. What did you think of that as a segment? Did you enjoy it? I think it was a really good segment. Um, I like it, and I think we should do more of it. Okay. And I think what we should do is um, you score more points the earlier you can get in and fewer points the more oh. clues you're given. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you did really well on the first two. Well, the first one you did very well. Second one, medium. The third one, I just think you were waiting. You were playing a the second game. one. I was wa- second one was waiting as well, Ollie. I knew all of them from clue one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can <laughs> say that after the fact. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay, life scores. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Probably like a, a four. Tell me about your life. How is it? Very quickly. My life's my life's going pretty well. I've turned three zero. He's in his thirties. How long um, have I known so you now? Far, by the way, where, where, how long? For how many years? I think it was since uh, 2011, 12 ish. So like seven, eight years ish. Wow. Seven years. Okay. Wow. I think. I, I mean, you and, haven't. Um, ma- you've not matured. That's all I'm saying. Right, that's because I was already at peak maturity when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no, there's no more maturity to get. Um, are you, are you happy with what you've achieved in that seven years? Partially, okay. But uh, yeah, I've had a nice thirtieth birthday. Um, did lots of nice birthday stuff. Went out to the park. Had um, a nice sort of park picnic sort of thing. Went out for a fancy meal. Wow. Then met up with some friends and had a nice like sort of day in the pub um, lots of good stuff I got a lovely uh, got a bunch of lovely presents I got an illustrated uh, Lemmy party r- gift wrap on some of my presents which is pretty cool okay um, and then somebody else bought me a special motorhead vodka which was good I think people are kind of playing on a particular theme I suppose yeah. but that's fine okay. and then um, I've got this week off work which is wicked I've just got no real purpose for doing so i've got no plans during the week just making it up as i go along but today i've had a right i've had a right kids day um you've had a blue slush in the park (laughs) i almost had a blue slush in the park so there there's one part that doesn't quite fit the kids bill which i'll tell you about last but i went to the mail i went to the postal museum and went on mail rail (laughs) Okay. Which is like a very like sort of kids um, school trip excursion sort of thing, but it was pretty cool. It was a nice little museum experience. And yeah. then I went to see guess what? The Meg at the cinema this afternoon. Wow. Okay. Um, very brief synopsis of that experience, not the film. We've told the synopsis of the film about a zillion times. I thought it was good, and I liked the action. Hmm. Um. I there thought wasn't that enough. The there wasn't enough action, Ian. Look, I'm gonna say there wasn't enough action in it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Eric enjoyed it, but you know what? I think it needed to be a bit bloodier. It's a 12A already, Ollie. If there's more blood, Eric wouldn't have been allowed to see it. 
It's the price he has to pay for being so, you know, not 15. Um, but yeah, anyway, carry on. I just felt that the, um, in the in the way that I'd expect Rampage, or I mean, I've seen Rampage, but maybe Skyscraper, which I've not seen, to okay. have like a bit more character to it. Like the characters have a bit of banter. Yeah. You know what they're all about. In this, there was nothing really memorable about any of the characters. They were very flat, very cliched, and very, I feel, like, I don't know, if there's something about the fact that it was, like, part-funded across, like, sort of US and Chinese companies. That's right, It feels like it was just like, what's what's the tone that they're really trying to get here? I don't think it was good for American audiences, and, I mean, I can't talk from experience... But I'm sure it wasn't really what Chinese audiences wanted either because it feels a bit like the script's probably gone through a million different iterations just to please everyone. Yeah, yeah, um, I think I think that's that would be my... It feels a bit homogenised. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think it could have just been a... had a bit more action, a bit more gore. Not, not like loads, but say, for example, I think that in recent memory, I can't think of a film where all the best bits were in the trailer. Like, literally, every single bit of that film that was worth watching was in the trailer. Okay. I, you know, like... Yeah, I'd probably agree. Probably like with, agree. with Skyscraper, for example, there was still enough in there that, you know, that really surprised me, I really liked it, all that kind of stuff. But with The Meg, even though I, I did like it, but I, I was left a, a bit disappointed because I'd just seen it all in the trailer and I thought, oh, the, you know, the... Uh, the advertising, the marketing department had done really well selling this film. It looks really good, but then maybe they just didn't have that much to work with because they did just put it all in the trailer. Everything was in there. Um, so yeah, I, it was fine, but that's all it was. I agree. Um, that's kind of it, really, man. I had a bit, bit of a birthday bash, had a bit of a fun day today. Oh yeah, and here's the controversial part. Much like something that you would think would go on inside your shed, Today, I decided to get a massage. <laughs> Did you come to Leicester? No. Was it a, was it massage, a skin on skin slide? The massage came to me. How did that happen? So there's an app called Urban Massage. Right. And, uh, they, they come to your home with a table and they give you a massage. Okay. How does, how does that sound? Um, it... I don't know. I mean, tell me about it. Sounds a little bit weird. Well, I mean, it's exactly the same way that you might get a sort of sports massage or like Thai or deep tissue or whatever, but they just come to your house and you go on the app, you decide like how long you want it for, you tell them your address yeah, and then that's it. They come around your house and they give you a good rub. Yeah. Was it, was it good? I... Yeah, I thought it was great, but I just thought that you'd maybe have a little bit more. Um, a little but bit I, more I think, I think the thing is, look, I think the thing is, the might we might have professional masseuses listening to this podcast, and I don't want to roll out the tired banter about happy endings, and you know, and and kind of put them down in that way, because not all of them do that, <laughs> right? No, that's true. That's true. I mean, did that one. So, did that one. He- heavily suggesting that most of them do. <laughs> did, did, was that one dodgy? I mean, do you think that... Not no? at all. It okay. went perfectly well. 
perfect perfectly life. reasonable perfectly good okay I liked it how's your life Ollie uh, yeah it's good been oh on by the whole... way I'm a 9 I'm a 9 out of 10 I'm a 9 out of 10 that's my score okay um, I'm an 8 I'll tell you why in a minute um, but I've been on holiday that was really nice we went down to Wollacombe to a little holiday place we stayed in a caravan um, yeah we did you know it was re- it was really good we got a bit of swimming went to the beach uh, the kids went to the cinema on their own because there was a little cinema on site so all three of them went I left them and they went on their own while Mandy and I had a, a romantic dinner of fish and oh, chips. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that was good. They went to see wow. uh, Hotel Transylvania number three. And they all enjoyed that quite a lot. Wow. Um, um, other than that, I went to see Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, I enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty good. You know, Tom Cruise is pretty dependable when it comes to stunt work. I thought it was all pretty visceral. Um, I quite liked a lot of the twists and turns. Uh, it was pretty good maybe a bit long and the main villain the kind of the one that was speaking like that in the trailer I, he was a little yeah. bit hammy he he was still a bit hammy yeah. um, but I really liked uh, Superman's moustache he was really good in it I, I actually liked him <laughs> yeah uh, and I liked a lot Superman's of the, the moustache action moustache was great in it yeah I liked a lot of the action um, I thought it was I thought it was decent yeah I enjoyed that um, Jim generally i think we're agreed on that one then yeah what else have i seen so i saw the meg i told you about that one and i saw ant-man and the wasp and as predicted it was good but it didn't really offer anything that the original didn't already give us uh there were some laughs but i didn't think it was quite as fresh as the as the original but it was still it was still fun it was like a a solid sort of six slash seven out of ten I'd still, I'll probably watch the first one over the sequel, but I still enjoyed it enough. That's good. Uh, so I'm an eight out of All ten. Good. I think, I think I'm, I'm losing a point because, like, I've not really done a lot of exercise recently, and I'm feeling it. I went for a run tonight, and I was just feeling, feeling very bogged down. But I'm going to get back on it. Okay. Um, and hopefully get that, get that point back. Okay. That sounds okay. like a good action plan. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's dive. move on. Think I'll probably double check that. So, what is the worst cinema experience you've ever had? Well, last Christmas I took Rosie to see Star Wars: The Last Jedi at the showcase. Um, so we went there because it's got the fancy reclining seats which are really comfy wow. um, as it was Christmas it was really busy um, you had to sit in the seat you were allocated you couldn't move if someone smelly sat next to you and I got a smelly man sitting next to me what did he smell of? just he smelt unclean he smelt like leather? N- no unwashed yeah, just generally unwashed, like nothing on him. Stale kind of number ones and number twos. No. Some number three. <laughs> Possibly some number threes in there, but not ones and twos. Just just smelly, unwashed smell. The smell of a man who lives on his own, surrounded by his own rubbish. Okay. Like the guy down so that was So that was the worst uh, cinema experience because of the kind of nasal assault. Yeah, I'm very sensitive to smells and it really just 
fully occupied my nose for the whole film. And is that a problem that you think the cinema can solve? Um, not a, a compulsory shower and <laughs> Febreze before you go in. Well, it's it's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? Because you can't really say, "Sorry, mate, you're not coming in. You smell too bad." I mean, you could. Well, I guess if it was quite... sniff, you could have sniffer dogs, and they could <laughs> smell everyone on the way in. Yeah, but I guess if it was some kind of like real classy, sort of a classy, a classy cinema in Coventry. Yeah, Leamington maybe. Posh. Cinema. Hold on, I've been to the cinema in Leamington and. Uh, it's basically a mono speaker. <laughs> well, I can only properly hear out of one ear, so that doesn't bother me. Okay, so what? What's the other uh, worst thing? Uh, do you think is it people talking slash whispering, or is it people on their phones, or is it people eating too loud? I think it's a combination of all three. Just... So it's someone talking on their phone ordering a pizza. Well, someone talking on their phone whilst eating, like, so they've got a mouthful of food. But also, just going back to the worst cinema experience I had with the smelly man. So he was on one side, Rosie was on the other side, and she devoured a whole massive bag of sour cream and lentil curls. So not only was there an assault on my nose, there was an assault on my ear, and it was my good ear as well, so... Yeah. So you were stuck between uh, a sweaty and a cheese place. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. But I was very comfortable on the nice, soft, reclining seat. And so that kind of made it okay. Well, why don't we start at your local cinema, Ali? Okay. Uh, I think it'd be good for us to exchange a, a little bit of information so that everyone's got a bit of context about what our local cinemas really are. Um, okay. So, so what's the one that you spend most of your time going to see films at? Okay. Uh, <coughs> due to the fact that I've got an unlimited card, so I have to primarily go to the Odeon. Now that is the Odeon Sky Dome in Coventry. Um, we used to have an Odeon cinema in another one in Coventry, and, that, and now that is a, a university building. And that was quite nice. Okay. It was like an old style auditorium with a huge, massive cinema. Uh, but then we've, you know, moved to the more sort of standard kind of newer looking thing. But it's quite dated now. The first film that I ever saw in that film, in that in that cinema, was in fact The Matrix 1. Okay. So, and it hasn't had a refurbishment since. And I think it's really crying out for it. Um, so that's that's my main one. I think I've been to the uh, Coventry Sky Dome before and I would agree that even though I was last there about four years ago, I think it could do with a bit of a revamp. Yeah, okay. Um, why, why is it called the Sky Dome? Uh, because it's the Sky Dome, it's an arena. Um, it's where the Coventry Blaze ice hockey team play. Well, I've seen them play there as well. Yeah, well, you've, you've really, you know seen everything they've got to offer <coughs> I've seen too much of Coventry Ollie yeah okay um, so I'm in a bit of a funny position because I've got a picture house right outside my house which I had a membership for I would really count that as my local but of late I've not been seeing most of my films there I've been like you using my limitless card 
and going yep. to an Odeon more centrally. The and annoying how far, aspect how far that, away is that? It's about half an hour on a tube. Okay. Um, it's a bit annoying because the Leicester Square c- cinemas, all of them are really close to my work and those are really locals to me there. But the Odeon closed down for refurbishment. Oh. Exactly what we've just been talking about. Closed down yeah. for a year's worth of refurbishment. Pretty close to when I first got my unlimited card. So for most of the tenure that I've had of having this unlimited card, I've, having, I've been having to go to one that's in a slightly more annoying place. Okay. So I've got a mix. I've got the Hackney Picture House or I've got the Tottenham Court Road Odeon. Okay. And and what's the what's that one like, the Tottenham... What, what's the pros and cons between the two? Well, the uh, Hackney Picture House is pretty good. It's okay. uh, you can you can get decent food there. It's um, and by that I mean you can sit in in a restaurant and eat food there and have a nice time. It's yeah. just uh, you know, it's not as independent as it claims to be because it's actually okay. owned by another big cinema company. And I think it has yeah. this pretense of being really independent. Um, okay. But the Odeon, on the other hand, is very much like a big corporate Odeon, yeah. as yeah. any other one would be. And exactly as one that's in the centre of London would be, as, as you'd expect. So it's the complete other end of the spectrum. And in, in that Odeon, you get all the sort of generic foods and popcorn and all that sort of stuff on the way in whereas the Hackney Picture House is more of a craft beer bullshit sort of place yeah they've in got fact, all, the, all the different types of popcorn one of which made me severely sneezy yes and had to go back to Coventry yeah immediately <laughs> yeah that was um, pretty bad that was so we, we went there to kind of work on the podcast before I think this was like when we were trying to figure out a name and a logo and all that and I had a, a packet of this popcorn and then within about half an hour I was just sneezing all over the shop it had cinnamon or something in it didn't it yeah exactly. and it was really just a, a touch too much for you it got your sinuses all in a twist so yeah. that's what you can expect from a, a picture house cinema yeah let's work out some of the most important aspects of going to the cinema so I've got a little bit of a list yeah, here. Okay. What's the first thing you think of okay. when you think I'm going to the cinema? Well, first, Ian, I'm I'm going to need to be excited about watching a film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, agree. Agree. So, now, what how, do you reckon about trailers? Love them. So you love the trailers. Uh, generally, you are up for them. Yeah. So say? I'm I'm the kind of guy that needs to. Well, I know that you basically get there. Say if your film starts at half 12. Okay. Get there for 12.40, so you'll miss the adverts, but you'll just be in time safely for the trailers. Who's going to the cinema at half 12? Well, me on a Saturday with the kids. Uh, okay. I thought okay. I meant 12 midnight like a dirty think, shed man. Think, right? I've been thinking. It's all been about you and a shed. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm going to need to get excited about watching a film. Um, so so that's trailers, gonna be reviews you, or trailers, yeah. Right, but so you've just said that you go out of time so that you can dodge the trailers. No, dodge the adverts. 
Does the adverts get there for the trailers? Okay. Yep. So, um, so you need about ten minutes. So you you will aim to see the trailers in the cinema rather than just smash them all online. I like the experience of trailers. I've always enjoyed a good trailer, so I will watch them online for sure. Um, but I'll also enjoy watching them in the cinema too. Okay. Uh, do you ever get that sort of new trailer surprise feel anymore? Because if you're watching them online, you're like, all right, well, here's the thing for this thing that's in the title. Whereas, you know, back when you'd go and watch a big action film, there might be a trailer for some other big action film coming soon, and you go, oh, what was this? Oh, yeah. Oh my God, what is this? And then, well, like, well suddenly, some, sometimes know. I do. Sometimes a trailer will really, you know, appeal to me. Um, but maybe we can talk about that another time like you know a deep dive into trailers but yeah I'd I'd still do like a good trailer but I think they've I think recently they've started doing too much uh, syncopated sound visual nonsense and the kind of downbeat world weary acoustic versions of pop songs I still don't think they've got over that yet Um, I think I think they've also started doing too many trailers in the cinema where people who worked on the film talk in interview style things. I've noticed this. It's annoying. Uh, it was something that um, if I just like put a real underline on this, there's a band called Machine Head that heavy metal fans might like yeah. that um, did a video once that accompanied one of their albums and it talked mm. about how they hit absolute rock bottom ones and they had to do... Um, some sort of like video like selling thing so that they could get their album across to record labels yeah and they were like dude man like that was like selling her fucking soul man (laughs) and like um i that's what i always think of when i see these actors and directors who are really pushing the trailer versions of their films in the cinema. Just do a good trailer. Like, I'll watch some YouTube channel to see that weird, like, people chatting about how good it is. Yeah. But, like... In the world of Venom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. Don't want that. So, yeah, that's a a little bit of a gripe. Uh, We've got a few more of those coming later on. So, you're the type of person that knows exactly how long the trailers are going to last when you get to the cinema. So that's you can right. either avoid the adverts or catch the trailers or, you know, whatever. Yeah, so I'm needing to be excited. I'm getting there and I'm using an unlimited card because basically my local cinema costs £9.25 for a ticket, um, for an adult ticket. So, and the unlimited card is seventeen ninety nine a month. So as long as I go twice a month, I've, you know, I've, I've broken even. And often I would like to go two or three times because I'll take the kids. I might go and see a film twice or, you know, there'll be films that only dad can watch. <laughs> it is shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I okay. do recommend the Unlimited card if you if you do like going to the cinema. We're not sponsored by, you know, uh, subscription cards or anything like that. But I do think it's pretty good value and you and you get discounts on... Um, you know some of the concessions in there as well so that's quite you know that's also quite good so Oliver I have some gripes about the unlimited card is that here we go yeah go on then yeah 
So I managed to get the unlimited card cheaper um, through a work scheme. Is that all right to say? I mean, is it a, is it a scheme as in like, you know, it's a, bit <laughs> it's a, pon- a nefarious, it's a con, it's a it's long a pon- con. It's a Ponzi scheme. Um, <laughs> no, so I also have, um, I have a membership for the Prince Charles Cinema, which gives me one pound tickets to films once a week. Um, okay. it, and also it gives me money off other films and it's only £10 a year wow. it's £50 for a lifetime um, wow. they're a real independent cinema Hackney yeah. Picture House on the other hand are £55 I've not yet renewed that but I did have it for two years it was pretty good and it gave you money off food as well as um, the actual cinema tickets but now I've got this unlimited card and here are some of my um, gripes. So, first of all, they're trying to convince you that the fact that they've not updated their online portal, and that's, like, a good thing. So, um, like, they've just not added limit Limitless to it properly. So, it's like, at every step, they're like, um, even though it says it's £15, just, you know, honestly, remember, it'll be fine. You can add Limitless later. Instead of just saying you're, like, you're already logged in as a Limitless member. Yeah. I should be able to say, I want to have the ticket for that. Rather than hoping at the very end that I don't forget to select Limitless and then accidentally charge I have, charge I have done that. I have done that. I mean, And then I've had to I'm cancel s- the ticket and then buy it again. So that, yeah, I, I'll get you. I hear you. I'm not saying it's a scam, but it's a scam. Um, so then the other thing is you've booked this seat which in fairness to them it's like you know anybody rocking up with a limitless thing saying well I've got limitless I should get in would mean they'd never be able to plan for the like the the seating in the cinema right so they wouldn't know if they were sold out or not sold out so you have to book the ticket but you don't get to book a seat because most of them unless you're picking this premier seat are all in unreserved um Right. Now, now here's how th- here's how they say it on the website as if it's a fantastic <sighs> thing. Yeah. This screen has unreserved seating. This means you can check out the seating plan now to see where your favorite seats are and then <laughs> find them and then find them before the film <laughs> starts. <laughs> oh. Absolute bastards. Yeah. I want to book the seat now. I'm spending the time doing it. Let me just pick one. I want the one yeah. now. Yeah, I'm wanting an allocated seat and no so one does be to, in it. Yeah, I don't want to be pissing about in the darkness when someone else is like thinking I'm an idiot and yeah. when I've turned up maybe two or three minutes later than they have. Yeah, um, and they've got your seat and you've got the ticket. And you're like, sorry, mate, um, I'm in J12, actually. And they're like, no, it's not because this is unreserved seating. Welcome yeah. to Audion Limitless. Well, I must have um, and- I must have told you the problem that I had when I went to see Jumanji, where I had Lamanji. reserved I had reserved a seat. I'd gone in with the kids, and someone had my seat. So yeah. I asked them to move, which they kindly did. And then when they went to get their seat, someone was sat already sat in their seat, and it was a huge family of people, and they oh. wouldn't move. So all of a sudden, someone was left without a seat. And then basically the usher of the Odeon Cinema Skydome Coventry came over and asked me if I would move again, if I would move out of the seat that I booked. I said, no, I'm not going to. 
and they and they looked like they looked at me as if to say, "Mate, come on, help help me out here." But I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. It was my seat. I wasn't moving. And this went on for about five minutes into the film. You know what? In that scenario, though, I would have just said, "All right, you're a big family. Well, f-ing plan ahead." <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're a big family. We can't move. <laughs> just get out of the f-ing seat. So here's my gripe about booking online, and let's see if okay. you have this gripe at home, right? Sure. If I if I've booked online, yeah, and I've got a mobile phone, which. 99% of the population and, and by the looks of things at the Odeon most of the people in the in the screenings have a phone because they're whipping it out every two seconds why do I need to go and print out a paper ticket? Well this was the end part of my unlimited uh, gripes because when you've got your card and you've got a ticket on your phone why do I have to go to the desk to show the card to get the ticket to then show to someone else? Yeah <laughs> Ridiculous they need to move into QR codes and get with the times. Exactly. Uh, so I hear that some other um, unlimited style memberships are also very good and very easy to use, and you can book your seating. Um, yeah. So maybe next year I'll be looking at something that View or Cineworld do. Mm, okay. So Ian, unless Odeon, unless Odeon get in touch with us directly, and well, I can, I can often sum. book my seats. It just, it's probably, it's probably your one, but I can often book my seats, no problem. Uh, it just depends okay. on the screening. Sometimes it's, you know, unallocated. Sometimes it's allocated seating. Uh, so it just okay, depends. Well then, let's talk a little bit more about seating then. So, <sighs> do we really have to? Well, how important? I don't. I have. I mean, how many people have really tuned in to listen to two grown men? Because you're a grown man now. Talk about seats. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, one of the one of the most important parts is the fact that you're in a seat for the duration of the film, right? Okay. What if it's uncomfortable? What if it's not a good place? Okay, that's true. So, have you ever had those? Have you ever had those seats where? They've kind of given up. The seats have, have had too much arse on them and, and they're just at a, a slightly lower angle. So they're pointing down just a bit, not a lot, <laughs> but you feel like you yeah. constantly, you feel like you could slide off at any second. Yeah, it's gone past the 90 degrees to yeah. like sort of 80, yeah. 86. Yeah, yeah, somewhere like that, yeah. Um, yes, I have indeed. But mainly in like cinemas in the Highlands of Scotland when I was younger. But yes, I have. And um, that's not just because they've built a cinema on a hill. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the choice yourself, right? You you walk in and it's an empty cinema, Ollie. Yeah. What seat are you going to choose? It's an absolutely empty cinema. Okay, if it's absolutely empty and I don't think anyone else is going to come in and I'm pretty confident that I don't need to go to the toilet, um, I'll choose I'll choose the uh, the premier seat, which is bang in the middle. Bang in the middle, by the aisle. Um, yeah? No, just bang in the middle. Just right in the very, very middle, just to get the full, you oh, know, so- in the audio sweet spot. So there's no central aisle here. You've got a two aisle left and right scenario, and there's a lot yeah. of cinema seats in the middle, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably go for one of those. Uh, if I'm with the kids, I will choose an aisle seat because I know at some point both of them will probably need to, you know, pop out and, you know, go to the loo and come back. So, you know, that might be disturbing for some people. I think I agree with you. Um, I think in the case where I'm, I've got the lion's share of the seats to choose from, I'm going to go for exactly the same seat that you went for. If, on the other hand... Uh, it's pretty busy. I'm going to go for something where I'm not sitting right in front of some other creep. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go sit sort of off to the side and like just try and make it so as I can be as much on my own as possible. Yeah, sure. But <clears throat> one thing I'd say is like one of the best parts is when you've got a fully full cinema. Yeah. Um, most recent example of this is when I went to see Hereditary. It's fully yeah. full cinema. There's nothing else you can do other than just embrace the fact you're next to someone and just get on with it. And yeah. it doesn't matter what seat you're in, really, unless it's really off to the side. And yeah. that was wicked because you can hear all the sort of atmosphere of just people the reactions, yeah, going going along with the film. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What about your local? Has it got uh, good seats, or is there any shitness to them? Well, yeah, they're not room. they're not ideal seats. They're this kind of weird plasticky leather thing that that can get a little bit sweaty. Um, yeah. And the premier seats ain't that comfortable. Yeah, and the other thing about premier seats is like they took what everybody considered to be a cinema seat, and then they made eighty percent of the cinema worse than that, and then just right. kept some the same as what everyone already expected. Yeah, so, so you so you only sit you only you only want the premier seats because it's called premier, but they're they're no more comfortable. I think they're I think they're worse because they're really high backed, so it you can't naturally just sit back into one because it it just pushes your head slightly forwards. It's not comfortable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But also, I I genuinely think that they just reduced the quality of seating overall, so as the premier ones seemed a little bit better. Had a little bit more leg room and all that. They squished so all the other scheme, seats closer there's a together. Scheme going on, another scheme. Yeah, man. The schemers are being schemed. Yeah, who who schemes the schemers? Yeah. All right. So, um, what else can we chat about? Okay, look. What, what have you got I'm, on your I'm list? I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need snacks. I'm that sort of person. Um, okay. But I am growing concerned about the the calories that I might be consuming. So I have done a little bit of research. I'm concerned about calories you're consuming as well, mate. Okay. So this is going from the the, uh, Odeon's website. And it's very, very confusing. Okay. So try and keep up because I certainly couldn't. A medium sweet popcorn is 522 calories and it's listed as 128 grams. Okay. Um, a medium salt popcorn, however, is listed as 150 grams. So that's actually 22 grams heavier. And that comes in at 609 calories. Okay? Are you is following? sugar heavier? Is sugar heavier? Well, here's where it gets really interesting. A large sweet popcorn is 200 grams and is 816 calories. Now, a large salt popcorn is also 200 grams. So it's the same. What's going on? 
and that one is 812 calories so it's you know it's it's getting a bit it's getting a bit confusing but anyway yeah so uh, you've lost me i didn't write any of that down should have written any you didn't of that write down. you didn't write any notes well what i'm saying is is i think that they might have written it up wrong on the on the website uh, but anyway i'm getting a medium <laughs> sweet popcorn so that's going to be 522 calories out of my daily allowance which is a as a man i think is something like 2500 calories right yeah so it's like a fifth summer like summer like that okay a regular coke um is not actually listed on there for some reason they've just taken it off and that that is uh, so i've had to go for a regular sprite and that's 175 calories Okay. That's because the coke, the coke's obviously obscene, so they've just obscene, taken it yeah. off. So they, so they can't, can't see. They yeah. can't fit the numbers on there. Um, okay, <laughs> so now we were talking about slushies, so they're called ice blasts. A regular. This is another bit of weirdness. A regular ice blast is listed. Get this at twelve <laughs> ounces, a regular one, at six calories. Ounces. Six. Yeah. That's who's, how they, who's Who's measuring drinks in Britain in ounces? Well, you tell me. Um, so that's a regular, six calories, 12 ounces, right? A small, now I assume that a small is, is, is less than regular, is nine ounces. Okay, that's great. That is lo- less than 12, okay? Now you remember that an ice blast, a, a regular one is six calories, a small is 70. <laughs> it gets more calorific the smaller you go. What the hell's going on? Uh, what, like sixty calories more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, think Oliver has again now left a typo because I need more. I'm guessing point. there's a typo. But he ended um, that part you know, of the conversation. If anyone from the Odin is listening, yeah, yeah, then yeah. let us know. Um, hundred grams of pick and mix is about four hundred calories. The highest of which is a yellow belly snake at 210. Ian's just lost uh, charge on his phone. Um, so I'm just going to quickly read these out and then, you know, Ian's not going to react to them. But a yellow belly snake is 210 calories. You can imagine that. A chocolate Brazil, however, is 81. So they're the, they're the largest. So don't get too many of those. Um, the lowest you can you can fill your bag with these milk chocolate beanies that's smarties to you and I they're four calories each and gourmet jelly beans they're six calories I mean needless to say this is all going to be sugar so um, you know it's not ideal but basically if you get a regular popcorn um, and some sweets and a pop a regular pop that's going to set you back about 1200 calories and about a million percent of your recommended daily allowance of sugar. Um, so, you know, just proceed with caution. Biggest cinema gripe, kids, teenagers, young teenagers that think that their conversation is more important than the film. And, um, you know, that typical throwing popcorn about, they think they're going to get off with the girl that they're with, even though they're, the girl looks three years older than they are. Ugh. And then, yeah, just, oh, kids, man. Ban kids from all films. 
I mean, I'm back up to 13%, so it's just the battery. Let's just see where we're going to, how we're going to yeah. go. It'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be all right now, I think. Okay, right, so we've You're we've in the midst about, of uh, popcorn prices. I've, I've already been through it all. Uh, what do you think about food prices at the cinema? So food prices at the cinema was one of the ones that you offered up as a potential one of the four options to give people to select in our um, absolute worst thing about going to the cinema vote on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The other things in there were people talking, phone fondlers, and noisy eaters. So and the one that food- came out on top was drumroll. Phone, phone fondlers. Phone fondlers. And I, I would tend to agree. Okay. My point, though, was that you bringing up uh, food prices is a big deal. Yes, I agree that food... So Actually, overall, just the prices at the cinema are a bit higher than I'd like them to be. But okay. I think the reason that the food prices don't annoy me so much is because I've kind of resigned myself to, like, I'm not going to eat food at the cinema. Really? So you're you're in that mindset now? I'm just, like, I'm probably going to take a rucksack because I'm either coming like back from work or maybe I'm like going out for the day on Saturday I've got my laptop with me and some bits and bobs in my bag yeah so I'll just I'll just stick some sweets in it from the shop what sort of sweets might get some gummy sweets and a bottle of like fizzy water or I might get sparkling water yeah or if I go more of like a sort of um don't know dairy approach i suppose i might get uh revels revels or uh revels or minstrels revels are pretty good though yeah i mean are you are, i know we've spoken about this before but how confident are you uh with revels i mean are you, are you happy with every single one in there yeah i like them all yeah all of them equally probably dislike the um orange ones slightly I'm sorry I would say I like them less than the others okay but do you have overall, a coffee one in there do you have a coffee yeah. one yeah man yeah and you like them ones yeah they're good okay those ones are good so um, you'd be having you'd be having a bad time if the ratio lent more heavily to the to the orange ones yeah probably a little so bit still yeah. a gamble it's still a gamble I'd, listen mate I just told you a minute ago but you jumped in with Revels actually what I was going to say was Minstrels is probably okay. the thing because they're like all the best Revels yeah and um, let me just ask you this let me ask you riddle me this at what point are you starting to eat those Minstrels absolutely smashed before the adverts are finished <laughs> <laughs> well so you're not none of them are being eaten during the film they're all being no, eaten no. before the guy says get ready it's about to begin no I'm joking I probably will crack them open almost straight away okay uh, um, okay I've just got thing. one I've just got one thing I wanted to read out this is the official UK Cinema Association statement um, on food pricing okay you ready for this the statement is don't eat food at the cinema stop being a fucking baby wait until you get your dinner afterwards is that the statement that, that's i think that might be the one that you get in scotland but um the one that i've read is all cinemas rely on income from food and drink to make their businesses viable for all films only a proportion of box office revenue what? goes to the cinema itself without this income the cost of cinema tickets for everyone would need to be higher 
This in turn would mean less people were able to afford to go to the cinema in the first place. Most cinemas prefer that customers do not bring in their own food and drink, but will only generally prevent them from doing so if that food is likely to impact on the enjoyment of other audience members. So, for example, a kebab. Right. So, you know, there you go. I it's mean, fair. Why is a kebab going to impact on someone more than Smelly, a fucking stinking natural box? Well, thing? exactly. I mean, I don't know. That's full of jalapenos and cheese shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that like the hot dogs you get they're pretty stinky yeah I don't agree also, on hot food in the cinema at all that Odeon Bayswater thing where there's like a fancy Odeon I don't know if you've yeah. heard about this but basically yeah. they get f- like three course meals there oh, forget it just get out yeah just like that's a, like I, what's that thing um, just get in the sea yeah I think well, so. the same way we shit things in the bin, like that Odeon Bayswater fancy meal thing can just get in the sea. Don't yeah. do that. Stop doing it. Um, so food, food to me in the cinema is like you know if you can get it relatively cheaply on your own. I mean, it's a bad thing to do probably, but I feel like I'm giving the Odeon quite a lot of money anyway. Yeah, with your um, scheme. Yeah. I would definitely tell you what I definitely feel worse if I was going to the Prince Charles cinema. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and just bringing in my own sweets and stuff. I would definitely yeah. buy stuff there because their membership actually gives you money off the food as well, which is great. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it's not it's not uh, steeply priced anyway, so I think you know what fair is fair. That's that's a big up to the Prince Charles cinema, home of the fright fest. Yeah. And many other movie marathon and festival type things. So, mm-hmm. what else do you reckon? What should we get onto? Like the big gripes? Yeah, we can onto do. Big um, cinema gripes. Yeah. So the big gripes: people using their mobile phones. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, the big one. It. So I was watching Mission Impossible Fallout, and I told you this one over WhatsApp, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the listeners because they won't have read our conversation. Um, unless they're hacking into it, which you should do. So stop that. Um, so the guy next to me was with his his wife slash partner, girlfriend, you know, I don't know. I couldn't see their fingers. Um, but he had a flip case, like a leather flip case phone, you know, the sort that has the kind of, it, it kind of magnetizes down. So it flips and it kind of has a really satisfying snap close. Do you know the, okay, do you yeah. know the sort? So he was every, it like he just bought it that day, and he was just yeah, and he was he was doing really flamboyant closes with it. But he basically every ten minutes would sort of check his phone, have a little scroll, and then in a really sort of over the top flamboyant way, he'd flip his phone close so it would just go, and it was so annoying. I wanted to get it off him and just throw it. Um, I'd have punched him for just looking at his phone. So how <laughs> okay? I mean that that sounds a little ma- harsh. How you managed to allow him to look at his phone and do the clippy thing at the end, Ollie? You're you're made of strong stuff. Yeah. So I've got I've got a few suggestions as to how we're gonna deal with phone fiddlers. Okay. Solution number one. Punch and this, them. this 
No, we'll punch them. Solution number two um, is is basically what you said a few episodes ago. So you basically have a phone-free screening, eventually leading to maybe all screenings being phone-free. So you get handed a little bag for your phone, it zips closed, and you can't open it until you scan it on the little thing on the way out and pop the pop the bag back in in its little I thing. mean, it, it actually... it boggles the mind that like a place like um secret cinema thought of it as soon as they just wanted to kind of keep what's inside secret but cinemas just have not thought about it just to at least uphold like basic standards yeah would you be happy would you be happy with phone free screenings to be the norm absolutely yeah yeah okay cool um Suggestion number three, a localised EMP blast. Okay. So just, just on the one seat, so if someone gets their uh, their phone out and they look at it and it te- it detects there's a, a brightness emanating from it, just poof, little EMP takes out and completely wipes and destroys the battery of their phone. And memory as well. Yeah, everything. Brilliant. A memory yeah, of being I'll... there, and they wake up the next day wondering what's happened. <laughs> no, I mean it just deletes all their like um, cherished pictures as well. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And it um, and yeah, it posts and it posts are like a it, a really embarrassing photo they've taken on social media. No, just immediately, like it posts something on all their currently logged in social media accounts that says. I was a twat that had my phone on at the cinema. Sorry, this account is now deleted. <laughs> and, then, and then it wipes the phone. Okay. Um, and my final solution is like a kind of grabber hand, like one of those machine grabbers where you win the toys. Uh, a grabber hand that comes down from the ceiling and takes the phone. And then you can't get it back until, uh, you know, the end of the film. I mean, I think the first thing does that in a lot simpler way, but I think since you went on your family holiday and you're desperate to at least make some kind of success out of grab hand machines, then maybe we can not shit this one in the bin and have it be greenlit. Okay. I think that's okay. Okay, um, so uh, what do you think? I think the best option is the putting it in the bags thing. Okay. I mean, I'd be happy to do that. I'd be very happy. I'm all for it. I want it to happen. Please make it happen. I'd actually be really keen on it happening. Um, if anybody listening to the podcast, though, would like to be able to look at their phone during a film, I'd genuinely quite like to know why. Like, what's your justification for why it's all right to look at a phone when you know it's pissing other people at cinema? Yeah. Um, if, like, if there are some phone at the cinema advocates who listen to the podcast let yeah. us know on yeah. uh, Twitter at GOF podcast or on um, Facebook uh, facebook.com forward slash guys on film it would be good to find out I yeah let's, let's have a listen to the other side of the story um, and if no one comes forward then we make won. some stuff up we've won, um, yeah, we've won. are okay. there any particular comments about other um, oh yeah so we did have one that said that they were at a cinema screening and somebody was watching a a different film on an iPad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, what can you do? 
you said were they doing a live catch up but I mean at that point it's no longer possible to catch up you're always a fixed amount behind unless yeah, you sure. use the well, scrubbing I mean, facility what, what I was suggesting suggesting is is maybe they went to see like Mission Impossible Fallout or something like that and they were watching the previous one as it was happening just so they're you know up to date by the end of it but I don't think that's what was happening but it, it's I mean that is ridiculous anyway we've got to I mean. move on it's impossible to, to catch on. up okay what are we doing now talkers I think mm-hmm. as as somebody that you know I do I do suffer a little bit with unwanted noise um, so I can't really handle hearing people eat so I don't like loud eaters um, I can't I can't handle okay. it so if somebody starts talking in the cinema it it affects me in a very sort of primal way that I you know I just can't help it it just makes me see red or hear red um, so what I would and, and actually you know what whisperers people are bloody whispering you're as bad as the loud talkers right I can hear you Stop yeah, it. The high the high pitched S's and whatnot still make as much noise and are just as annoying. Exactly. Um so I'd quite like quiet screenings. So like you'd get on a train, you know, the quiet zone. I'd like I'd like it just to be ad- advertised as a I mean all screenings should be quiet screenings. But why not why not just advertise some as you know what? This one's for people who really, really don't want to talk. No, I no. That's giving up, Ollie. Is that you've giving up? You've already given up. You've you've given up. We should just make the normal cinema experience better than it is. Okay. Well, here's my second suggestion: a panic button on the chair that you can press to alert staff to an issue. Uh, maybe like a keypad with a series of three-digit codes for particular offences. So <laughs> why not? Why not just single buttons that have the issue written on them? Well, because because you a would need. Of- well, because you'd need to move with the times, uh, so you might, you know, if people start flying drones around, then you might need a new, a new digit code, you know, or anything up to nine hundred ninety nine different offences. <laughs> so uh, a one one eight might be mobile phone use visible. Uh, okay. a, a ten might be whisperers. An eleven might be loud talkers. Um, a zero zero one. The person next to me smells of wee. Uh, request removal. Um, a zero zero two is the person smells of turds. And uh, request <laughs> removal. And uh, a number three is someone's doing a spacey. <laughs> so the, those yeah. those are the you know that's where I see it. You know can maybe like tap it in so you you know zero zero three, and then an usher comes in. What are you doing? Get out! Stop wanking! Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's not a shed. This is a cinema. Yeah. Um, and my final, my final suggestion, which is the serious I mean, one, and I actually really what like about to 999 see this one. Nine 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 for people using the keypad too regularly. <laughs> Somebody yeah, next because it illuminates. The to, yeah. Because the keypad illuminates and makes a beep 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 sound. You just you. It's got its whole own world it's, it's of like got, yeah. potential knock-ons. Which is like you yeah. watch somebody like press <laughs> one, and then they go to press something else, and your eyes are on them like fucking. Oh, what are they going to press now? And then they kind of stop halfway through. 
but you're just on tenterhooks like oh is he gonna he's gonna give it another go in a second and yeah. then out of nowhere zero zero three he's reported you for wanking I mean in fairness <laughs> you were wanking he's heard yeah um, but yeah my final suggestion and, and this is one I'd, I'd actually like to uh, see is just headphone sockets let me bring some headphones that would that would solve all noise related problems put a little headphone socket in the side I'll bring some decent headphones with me I can cut out all of the noise from people around me unless I'm going to IMAX and I want to have that amazing you know audio experience I can put a pair of decent headphones you can get sort of quasi um, surrounding those it would be fine and it would be loads better than hearing people chat I think most cinemas would like argue then that they don't want to do that because they think their sound system's better and that's part of why you go to the cinema well it is but if they're not if they are not doing anything about noise problems then they need to have a solution at the moment they're just ignoring it and that's not good enough that i agree i agree okay um what about suggestions of um a sort of fascist police force that stand at the end of every aisle and carry I'm all for it. i mean i don't know why they need to be fascist can't they just be cinema lovers yeah, but if they're going to enforce that to the level where they will apply a baton when somebody whispers, I think yeah. that is sort of fascism, really. Okay, yeah, fine. Ruling with an iron fist plus baton. Um, a so that's baton. an idea. We yeah. also talked a long time ago about a Robocop scenario where they would sense that somewhere there is trouble and yeah. then kind of come down <laughs> and then... <laughs> Yeah, annoying more people in the process, but then at the very least, taking some of the most loud, sort of angry talkers and lifting them out of the place. Yeah, and throwing them. Maybe even using that sort of metal middle finger. Yes, and and throwing them through a brick wall, so you would need to contract a builder to rebuild the partition wall every single uh, time it's It's, used. It's almost like when Pete Cater and I saw Rampage. Yeah. Drilling. <laughs> That's what was happening. Um, yeah. Okay, and uh, gripe number three that that people um, you know don't particularly like is loud eaters. Um, again, headphones solve this to a degree. Uh, my my other options are only sell marshmallows on a tray. Okay. So that they're not touching. There's no friction noise because the the noise is people like fist dinner a packet of something to get you know, one about two-thirds of the way down, right? What you do in your shed has nothing to do with me. Right. Um, so, basically, remove remove the rubbing noise of the food uh-huh. and, the crun- and the crunching noise. You know, marshmallows on a tray is, is problem solved. Or uh, popcorn delivered via soundproof tube one at a time. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, just, it, it just flies out about 60 miles an hour. Okay, that could work. Yeah. Um, I think people generally just grow up and don't fucking eat in the cinema. Yeah. And, is, and, that, is that your big suggestion? Just stop eating at the cinema? Yeah, like, I think that's my personal suggestion. If I didn't have yeah. any okay. 
kindness and thought to go towards the industry, I would say, look, just fucking chill out. Eat your dinner before or after you go. Have a snack in the car on the way home. Something like that. But just, like, can you not just watch a film? Can you not just do that? And people are like, what I do in my spare time is not your business. Like, sharp, just watch the film. Um, but because of the whole thing that, you know, like cinemas don't make an awful lot of money after the film companies take their cuts and all that sort of stuff, they do need to kind of keep cinemas going. I get it. So we do probably have to give better suggestions. Yeah. Um, maybe the marshmallows are the way to go. Okay. Even um, with marshmallows, though, Ollie, if you're kind of if you don't like the, the mastication sounds, of the what sounds? Masturbation sounds. <laughs> okay. Um, if you don't like that, then even the marshmallows for somebody who can't close their mouth while they eat, that's going to be bad anyway. So, yeah, I'm wearing headphones, mate. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Okay. So that's um, noise eaters. My my final my final thing to say about a trip to the cinema is the silent war. Do you know what the silent war is? Go on, tell me more. The is it something to do with the armrest? It is. It's the armrest slash drink cup etiquette. Um, so have you ever been in a situation where stranger to the left and stranger to the right have encroached upon your armrest and you and you've got none no space available for your forearms to lay down no no never that's happened to it's, me it's happened to me once on the tube but never in the cinema man like you just get in you kind of do what you need to do and it's fine are you are you are you um basically you know making a land grab immediately for both yeah <laughs> for both okay <laughs> No, uh, I don't know if I really. I it's hard to put myself in that position mentally at the moment and work it out because I do actually have armrests on the chair that I'm podcasting from right now. But it's hard to kind of um, envision how exactly it is I sit in the cinema. But what I'll say is, it's not something that gives me an awful lot of disdain while I'm there. I, I really don't think about it an awful lot. I'm always thinking about people and their phone lights. I'm always thinking when's the best moment for me to tell them to stop doing that yeah those, those are the things that are top of the list for me but the armrest battle is not one of them okay well I mean I've, I've had that and, and my suggestion um, if if people listening have found themselves or do find themselves in a scenario um, if both give, sides give have them advanced, a dead like so if both sides have advanced their position to your arm area then you know just touch forearms and see which side budges, yeah? Try and, you know, and try and see if, um, where their other arm is as well. So if if they've, if they've got their arm on the other one too, so if they're using two, um, then you can advance with a clear conscience because you know that, you know, they're they're already taking up two armrests, okay? Because it could just be a misunderstanding. See where their other arm is, grab it, put them in an arm lock. (laughs) Yeah. Do a Hulk Hogan impression. Apply the chokehold, and as they fall asleep, you can turn to the person using the armrest on the other side, give them a wink because they can use that one now. And you just say to them, Don't disturb my friend, he's dead tired, and then move on. Yeah, okay. Um, so we've had a lot of gripes, Ian. What's your, what's your favorite thing about a trip to the cinema? 
Oliver, it's the community atmosphere. What? <laughs> what? Um, what? I actually do. I know it's RC, right? But like, I do think it's um, when you get those films where everyone's following along with them, um, yeah, and gasping and reacting equally. You kind of feel like you're all part of the same journey together. That is the best bet, really, because otherwise. Okay. The, all the fact that we spent the whole time here talking about gripes it's just every reason to want to just stay at home and do it you know like on your own just watch what you want to watch in your own time yeah um, but it is the sort of community like social aspect of like we're all here we're all here to see the same thing let's enjoy it and hereditary for example was a great one um, I, I don't think I had quite the same whooping and hollering and like gasping and that sort of thing since I saw Get Out yeah well um, I did have a little ba- a bit of that during uh, Infinity War and I, and I would say yes that did add a lot to the experience uh, what's your favourite bit I'd say it's just the it's the trip itself you know it's it's being somewhere you know you're locked into you know, watching a film for a couple of hours, your phone's off, no one's talking to you. You know, it's it's just how it's meant to be. You know, it's how it's meant to be. No distractions, you know, no outside interferences. You know, and that's what I like about it. I think it's just, it's the way it's meant to be on the big screen, great sound. It's how it's meant to be experienced. I've said that, I've said that three times now. But that's, you know, that's it. It's the purest form silver screen okay I would agree with that I think it's a I think that's great so if everybody else would like to let us know what their best cinema experiences are um, and also what some of their worst gripes are that we might not have mentioned on this episode then you can get in touch at GOF podcast on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash guys on film or you can send us a more detailed message if you email us at guys on film podcast at gmail.com um, so let us know about those gripes and also still appealing for anyone that thinks that using the phone in the cinema is fine and we're just getting a little bit uptight about it um, let us know what your justification why is it alright to just whip your phone out and do some texting or on a browse on Instagram or something like that let us know why you think it's good make your state your case alright okay. bye bye <laughs>